the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. The following is an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. Good morning, Dr. Bill here, your radio MD. How's everybody doing this morning? We're uh, we're doing a radio show. I'm having a little trouble getting my video going for the streaming, but we'll get that. But you can still listen. Uh, we've got a big show today. I've got a lot going on. First, I've got to tell you what's going on in the neighborhood here. Ken, are you there, buddy? I am always with you, Doc. You know that. God, that's so good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I was worried. I didn't hear you for a while, and I thought maybe you had left me. Never, but, sir. Never. You wouldn't desert me, would you? No, you're my doctor. Oh, <laughs> you did see me this week, so I hear. Yeah, I rang the bell this week for blood pressure, my first time ever in my life. Wow. So, take care of that. Well, um, that's important to get that blood pressure under control and the blood sugar and the cholesterol and all the other things that that keep us healthy. And uh, we were talking before the show about, what's the guy's name that has the uh, Green Thumb Show? Uh, Stan, Stan, the Green Thumb Show, yeah. Transplant. Yeah, Stan. And he said he never had any problems. I mean, of course, you don't know. You, you, you don't know if he didn't take care of his blood pressure or what, but. He says he never had any problems, blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. But there are other things that can damage the heart, like we were talking about. There are viral infections can do that. They're, uh, they're known to cause cardiomyopathies, dilated hearts, and heart failure, end-stage heart disease. And also you can inherit things. I mean, you can inherit, inherit uh, disorders from your family that will kill your heart. So, so no matter how healthy you live, there's no guarantee of a nice long life. No, but, uh, you know, we're doing so much better than we were 50, 100, 200 years ago, for goodness sakes. Oh, sure, yeah. Living longer, healthier, better, happier lives, although you wouldn't think it the way people are talking these days. So We're quite blessed in this era right now, actually, especially in this country. Yeah, the Ukraine's not blessed right now. No. We are, and... uh I think this is a great reminder of how safe and, and how lucky we are to, to be living where we, where we are living. You know, it's hard to reach us, first of all. And secondly, if you do reach us, you're going to get an immediate response, and it's not going to be very pleasant. Yeah, we those oceans still kind of work, don't they? They To a certain degree, they do. I mean, you know. You can hit not, us with missiles, but try and take over without them. No, you can't get boots on the ground unless you're really uh, industrious. You might be able to come up through Mexico, possibly, but I think we could stop that pretty easily. Well, everybody else is coming up. <laughs> why the Russians? <laughs> so why not the Russians? <laughs> the border and say, we want, we, we're, we're homeless, let us in. By the time Joe noticed, half the army would be here. <laughs> so we have, uh, we have our own little war going on in our community here, our townhomes. Uh, there's a couple... Tim and Baxter, and they have a beehive outside of their house up in the under the eaves, way up high. And uh, the 
homeowners association is responsible for everything from the stucco out and the eaves and the roof. And so we said, we got to get rid of these bees because of course they're a threat. And so they pitched a fit and, you know, killing the bees is unacceptable and you have to move the hive and you have to this and that. And uh, so, you know, they called the county sheriff's office and the state agricultural department and we called the city police and <laughs> it was, and uh, we finally got the, the bee killer out here and he said that he had to bring specialized equipment. He's coming back on Monday. So Tim was in the front yard and Tim is a little calmer than Baxter. Baxter's called me foul names in the past, which hurt my feelings, but they were probably true. <laughs> <laughs> he called me uh, an A-H. Mm. And I said, well, my dad called me that, so I thought that was my name until I went to the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody said, Billy. I said, who? Billy? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? A-hole handling? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, I got sent to the principal's office, of course. <laughs> Well, so what's going to happen with the bees? Are they going to save the, the hive? Well, you know, I made a peace gesture. I said, look, the the, the condominium, the homeowners association, not condominium homeowners because we're, we're townhomes, we're not condos, doesn't want to pay the 350 to $400 to, to rescue the hive. So I said, why don't we form a Save the Bees Fund, and I'll chip in $50. And their reply was, good luck with your fund. <laughs> And so I said to him again when I saw him in the front yard, I said, look, I offered $50, and why don't we do it? Well, I'm not going door to door to collect money. I said, we got a website. We've got a Facebook page, for God's sakes. At any rate, they just want to be obstinate and difficult. And then so Tim says, well, the, if you kill those bees, that'll be on your conscience. I'm thinking, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm known as the great bee killer around <laughs> But, you know, there's ways you can encourage them to uh, to swarm and move their hive. You can use vinegar. You can use uh, mothballs. You can smoke them. Uh, cinnamon, uh, peppermint, uh, garlic spray. There's a whole number of, whole host of things. Of course, it takes some time, and you got to have the right equipment, and you got to get close enough to have these things be effective. And I'm, I'm not climbing up on a ladder and putting on a bee outfit and, smoking those suckers out <laughs> that ain't gonna happen <laughs> won't but, they just pretty much scatter as soon as somebody starts messing with the hive i mean they're gonna try and swarm and attack but after that are you really killing the bees or are they just, are they just moving somewhere else well if you uh, if you want to move them you, then you got to go up there and do that smoking stuff and I, I i'm telling you that's going to cost just as much as having somebody go up there and rescue the hive and and we have a contract with the with our pest control company, and it covers bees and wasps and nests outside of the, of the units. So, why should the community pay 400 bucks to have this hive removed? I mean, if, if people want it removed, and I'm all for it uh, to, to save the bees, and I'll chip in, but these guys have got to chip in too, and they've got to make some effort. They can't just say, demand and, you know, say, you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, you know what? There's no state statute that says you cannot kill uh, uh, wild bees. 
And uh, I've looked it up. There are state statutes that govern uh, apiaries and, and beekeepers. They have certain rules and regs they have to live by to get a license. And of course, they have to take care of their hives and, and that sort of thing. But as one of the board members said, you know, above the frost line, all the bees die every year anyway. <laughs> Which right. I, I mean, I obviously they don't all die because they come back in the spring, but but I'm sure that a lot of them get killed. Especially the center of the hive is probably protected, but a yeah. lot of them must die. Yes, especially on the when you get up towards well Chicago and places like that. Oh yeah. Well, and do your best with the bees there, Doc. You know, it's uh, you 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 can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't I mean the drama and the things I'm learning as the president of our homeowners association. <laughs> oh my God, where did all this come from? I have no idea. So now, uh, did you see where Zelensky and his boys uh, blew up a, a fuel depot inside of Russia? Did you hear about that? I did. I was uh, very pleased to hear that. And now Zelensky, I guess he was talking with uh, Brett Baer on Friday on Brett Baer's news show, you know, the 6 to 7 on Fox. And he said, we're not surrendering. We ain't giving up. They're going on the attack. We're going, we're taking the fight to them. And uh, I guess we're we're pumping in more arms and goods. We're getting night vision goggles and we're giving them weapons and uh, we're giving them uh, equipment so that if they have a gas or or some kind of chemical attack, they can survive that. And, you know, that we should. I mean, come on. This is this is not a good thing to let the Russians tromp all over. And like Zelensky said, if you give them a little bit, they'll take more. That's and right. That's right. And that's what you and I have been saying on the show for the past few months. And I don't know what Biden's doing. He. I think he's actually sending troops in quietly and then kind of giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're just being the great arsenal that we were in the uh, right before World War II, before we jumped in there. So, yeah, and it, it's, what, it's consistent with our past. If they, if the Russians used uh, tactical nukes, do we jump in? I mean, if they fire a, a small nuclear shell through a cannon at uh, Maripol or somewhere, what do we do? Probably do we the, the way they're going, it probably would explode right there in the cannon. They don't seem to be um, – <laughs> I really don't think we want these guys playing with nukes because they don't seem to know what they're doing. Did you hear what happened at Chernobyl? No, I heard, I heard they turned the light switch off, but I don't know what they – They went through They they went through that area at high speed with tanks and stirred up all this dust – that they've now been breathing for the last three or four weeks around there, and a number of them have come down with radiation sickness. They say, the, the, the soldiers there apparently on the ground are saying, we've never heard of Chernobyl before. So it was it was brushed under the rug, apparently, in Russia, especially probably in the schools. So you know, they got it, some guys dying from radiation sickness over there. It's, it's amazing how, how ignorant... And we've talked about this. And the Russians aren't stupid people. They're just ignorant. They don't have any uh, any education on, on things like this. And you know, like I said, when Chernobyl melted down, I said, why on earth would anybody give the Russians this kind of technology? I mean, they're, they, they, they can't handle it. <clears throat> so they probably will blow themselves up. You're right. Yeah. So, you know, good luck, guys. But I don't know. Should they fire one? Should we respond in kind? 
I think we have to. Well, I, I don't think we should go nuclear, but I do think that we'll have to step in and, and put boots on the ground and push the Russians out. Otherwise, they're, they're just going to keep, keep moving west and south and, or east and south or you know, west and south. Yeah, west and south. And they want Europe. I mean, come on. Everybody wants Europe. Europe wants Europe. They've been <laughs> for decades. It's a nice place to visit in the summer. Yeah, in the winter it gets a little little nippy yeah. further you go. And you think about it, you you know, you go to northern Germany and you're up there around the same latitude as uh, Nova Scotia. <laughs> I mean, it's cold, baby. It is. That's why you head for the uh, Mediterranean in winter, I guess. At least the oligarchs do. Yeah, and the oligarchs are are apparently they're safe so far, but now everybody's threatening. I guess we're threatening to start locking them up. But what a bunch of babies are screaming about not being able to book a. I was reading just this morning one oligarch screaming, crying about him not being able to book a private plane. Oh my, he may have to fly commercial. And then we can grab his ass and exactly, walk. exactly. <laughs> Turn him upside down, shake out a few grand. <laughs> so I guess that now the Russians are all upset and, and because their field depot was attacked, and they're saying, well, we don't know if we're going to continue to talk to you Ukrainians anymore and make peace with you. Ukrainians are like, oh, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, talk, the talks are sham anyway. They have no intention of pulling out. None. Meanwhile, meanwhile uh, the Pentagon has uh, finished their – once again, their investigation into whether or not the military is a breeding ground for right-wing extremists. And so almost all the extremists they found were ex-military. <laughs> <laughs> and of the 2.1 million that are active right now, I think they found 15 or 20 that they said might be terrorists because they were on uh, websites that were uh, right-wing racist websites who knows so but you know come on if you're in the military you're not going to want to disrespect the guy next to you you might be in a firefight with him and you'll need him and uh your life depends on his his life depends on yours yeah so i mean you know 99 percent of these guys aren't aren't that stupid i mean i don't know if we you know i don't know if the frontline soldiers are the or the intelligentsia of the world but certainly they're smart enough to know how to cooperate so that they can win a fight. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? That's why they give them the training, supposedly. It's in all this time and money. This is a left-wing lunacy. And so somebody on the right said, well, why aren't we looking at the left wing and <laughs> what they're doing? And, you know, they're, I mean, come on, isn't, isn't it racist to say that whites are bad and, and blacks are good? Is that not racist? I, I'm. Anytime you make a qualification because of race, it's bad. I don't it's care what race it is. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're intermarrying. Everything's turning kind of honey olive and, and light brown. And who cares? What's the difference? Yeah. My yeah. life is just the way I want it. You know, so and did you see this, live and uh, live. Did you see this woke law that the uh, Florida legislature and I guess the uh, governor just signed into law? Did you Did you read about that? Yeah, I did. Like this is yeah. the one. This one that Disney's not too happy about, apparently. Well, you know, a lot of the employees at Disney are pushing back and saying that all this wokeness at Disney is just a small group of very vocal uh, people. And 
it's the same thing with the woke movement and the Black Lives Matter. I mean, it was just a handful of people and a bunch of crazies, a bunch of psychotics out on the street, mostly white, by the way, who were protesting and, and proclaiming their uh, proclivity for the movements and, and the get the whitey kind of thing. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, I understand it from a medical point of view that you have a lot of people who have psychiatric illnesses, personality disorders, manic depression, uh, psychotics, and they're on the street because they don't have anywhere to go. And, and the, the state of California turned a whole bunch of people out onto the street from the prison system many of whom are crazy, and uh, it, it just is really a sad situation. I mean, we are not providing adequately for our mentally ill people, and, and then they get involved in these movements because it gives them something to do. It gives them a cause, and they march and, and yell and scream and make a big deal, and the cameras focus up real close to make it look like it's a huge crowd, but if you pan back, it, there's hardly anybody there. Yeah, there's know? 10 people there, right, yeah. You know, and, and of course the press is happy because they're making money. They're selling ads, and for goodness sakes, yeah. do we do that on the backs of uh, business people, and like in Seattle where they burnt down businesses and destroyed whole blocks? I mean, it, it makes no sense, but apparently this was what the uh, left wanted at that time. It what? made them happy. Well, it never makes sense to burn down your own grocery store. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't make any sense. And and it's always a small group of people. It's always a, just a little itty-bitty fraction, but it, it, it turns into and makes it look like it's a huge thing, especially if you burn down a whole city. I mean, if you can do that, you can get some press. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The media will notice. You're right. <laughs> you get some notice. So the woke bill... Basically, from what I can gather, it says that you cannot uh, you cannot have any classroom teachings or businesses larger than 15 employees. You can't have anything where people are mandated to sit and listen to this woke philosophy and uh, to uh, the righteousness of transgenderism and uh, LBGT and all that. You gotta, you gotta think about this, Ken. I mean, you, you can't, you can't change the floor plan of a house by taking off wood siding and putting up brick veneer. It doesn't work. It's still the same house. Still the same can, square footage. That's right. The same. I mean, you can, you might be able to go in and move some walls around, but we're not at that point yet where you can genetically change your gender, and that would be pretty tough to do as an adult, even if there were ways to do it. I mean. My goodness, that would take a lot of time, and I'm sure it would be very painful to change your whole genetic makeup so that you became a man from a woman or a woman from a man. Yeah, I don't. I think that we're we're taking this way too far. I mean, there's just no uh, science that that supports any of this. There's no science that says uh, having a sex change operation makes you a happier person. In fact, the last study I saw out of John Hopkins said it didn't do that and that it's a failure. But you know what it is? It's money. It's money for the plastic surgeons. They're making big money on this. So it's all psychological. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know. You, you, Obviously. You, so there are, <laughs> there are only two sexes. You're either a man or a woman, and that, that, that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there are people who are born with genetic diseases, uh, 
like Jamie Lee Curtis, she has the uh, the testosterone insensitive receptor. So even though she is genetically male phenotype, her body habitus is female because the predominant hormone was estrogen because there was no no uh, receptors that would accept a testosterone hormone. And so she, from from the moment she was conceived, she had this. And, and so everything about her, other than she doesn't have any reproductive organs in her pelvis, is that she looks like a woman and acts like a woman and was raised like a woman. But uh, that's rare. That's very rare. And I mean, I don't know why she would want to change her her gender if she was happily raised as a girl. Now, there was a kid in, in Atlanta years ago, a baby who uh, had his penis accidentally burnt off by the cautery by, for doing a circumcision, and they uh, turned him into a female uh, as an infant. But when he reached adolescence, guess what? He said, I'm not a girl. football. <laughs> and so he went and had whatever he could have done to uh, transform his gender back into what he genetically was, which was an XY male. Um, so, I mean, there are things that, that uh, there are some rare medical reasons that make sense to have these operations, but a lot of this is just nonsense. It's just people being convinced that they would be happier as something else. And Ken, you and I both know that happiness doesn't come from without. No. It comes from within. Either learn to love yourself and live with yourself, or you don't. And it's a, it's not an easy process, but you can do it. And we have medications for depression. We have medications for psychiatric illnesses, and that's getting a lot better as the uh, as the years roll by. I mean, everything in medicine is getting better. And like I tell people when they say, "Are are the antidepressants safe?" I said, "I've been on them since 1992." And I haven't killed anybody since then. <laughs> since then. <laughs> I, I, and I turned my Uzi in. <laughs> so uh, I think that we have to really stop and, and, and think long and hard about what we're doing as a society. And I agree with the governor. I mean, I don't agree with him on everything, but I agree with him on this issue. And I agree with the legislature. And, of course, there's all these people now on the left who are saying this is a criminal and this is – and this is going to shut down discussion on on racism in our culture and society. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? We're doing fine. I mean, you know, we're, what, 150 years from the Civil War? About, yeah. 160. And we have almost total integration now. I mean, we went from a slave country to total integration in 160 years. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I don't think you see that anywhere else in history and I don't and I told you about the uh, the Haitian guy that I met on a cruise and we were talking he had actually emigrated to Miami and he had started working at Publix and worked his way up and he was a store manager which is a heck of a good job you know to manage a, a Publix you're, you're getting paid in six figures and you're doing extremely well and he's taking a cruise and and he said doc this is the least racist country I've ever been in. <laughs> he said, I don't care what anybody says. He says, I've been to France. I've traveled all over. And you know what? Nobody treats you as well as the United States treats you. Nowhere are you as accepted. And me, a guy from Haiti, black with a French-English accent, 
and he's treated like a full citizen, which he is. Yeah. Come on. Let's get over this nonsense. Give us your huddled masses, and we'll turn them into millionaires. Yeah, we will. Yeah. That's what makes America great. Everybody's got a shot. Everybody does have a shot. And, and meanwhile, back at the White House, Title 42 expulsions, it looks like the White House is going to end that, even though I think it's a law, but they can choose not to enforce it. And basically what Title 42 says is that if you come from a country where there's some kind of endemic illness uh, or um, epidemic going on, we can keep you out. We can refuse to let you across the border or even apply for a green card. And so if Biden ends that, it's going to double or triple the number of people coming across the border illegally. And uh, what are these guys thinking? What are they thinking? That that rule was a Trump uh, administration rule, I believe, was it not? It was a good one, too. I think it was a federal law. It was it was set out by the law in 42 U.S.C. 265. So this is an actual yeah. law. But uh, Trump decided to enforce it. And uh, especially when the pandemic came along, he said, we're shutting the whole border. And, of course, the uh, the Democrats publicly are yelling, you're a racist and you're this and that, you're that and you can't do that. And quietly they're going to the White House saying, Don, you got to shut the border down. You can't <laughs> let these people come in with COVID. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> this is politics, right? Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately. What are we going to do, Ken? What, what we're going to do is ask a question right now, Doc, and then we're going to. Take a little break, but first, your question for the day, and the prize, as always, are, is, is to Dr. Bill, your Radio MD mugs from the stash of Dr. Handelman here. And um, we've got the question today dealing with, um, well, first let me give you the phone number here, 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. First one to answer this question will win the two mugs from the doc. What form of wildlife gave Doc trouble in the last week. What form of wildlife gave Doc trouble this week in his personal life? If you know, be the first caller at 877-969-8600. You ready for a break, Doc? I am, but I just want to give everybody one clue. It wasn't my wife. (laughs) It was not the problem this week. (laughs) Not that kind of wild animal. (laughs) <laughs> a little party and getting his mugs mailed, but they're on the way. So hang in there. They're coming, guys. I'll right, be right back. Be right back. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clogston in Washington. Production of baby formula has resumed at the Abbott Nutrition Factory in Michigan, whose February shutdown over contamination contributed to a national shortage. After restarting production last month, operations were halted again because of damage from severe thunderstorms, including flooding. Sri Lanka's president and prime minister have offered to resign after protesters stormed both officials' homes yesterday and set fire to one of the buildings. Fury has been rising for months over an economic crisis in that country. Just days after the murder of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, Japan is holding elections. Voting comes as questions are being raised about Abe's security. 
Tomorrow, Secretary of State Blinken will pay a condolence visit to Tokyo. This is SRN News. Franklin Graham is about to wrap up his U.K. tour, as we hear now from SRN's Michael Harrington. It's been a long time in coming. The popular evangelist trip to the United Kingdom was stalled by the pandemic and then protests by LGBT activists aimed at denying him venues for a series of gospel festivals. Graham finally got underway earlier this year, preaching in three cities. On July 16th, he concludes the tour with a stop in London. Decades ago, Franklin's iconic father, Billy, also took the gospel message to England, where he was well-received. Michael Harrington, SRN News. A lot of major companies are promising to help pay for employees' abortions, but they might find that more difficult than they think. It's not clear if such companies will be able to legally carry out their plans while protecting workers' privacy and keeping them safe from prosecution. With the legal landscape shifting quickly, even adding travel benefits to a current medical plan carries some risk. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher weighs in on the abortion issue. This was never a constitutional right. Roe v. Wade was a terrible decision. And now states will have the right to decide what to do. That's how the abortion issue should be decided, not a a made-up constitutional right. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9 on AM860. The Answer and TheAnswerTampa.com. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. 
The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative, and their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay it's important to act now while you still have options optima is a plus rated with the better business bureau optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients get your life back for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for your free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 tax relief some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Ready for 2022 to be different? Enjoy the work you do? Check. Obtain professional licenses that never expire? Check. Begin a rewarding career in aviation? Check. Complete training and start earning a competitive salary? Check. And do it all in as little as 14 months? Check. Call National Aviation Academy, 800-659-2080, or visit wingmenwanted.com. For more information about our statistics, visit naa.edu slash consumer dash information. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. A morning thunder shower in parts of the area. Otherwise, partly sunny today with a high 91. A moonlit sky tonight with a low 81. Partial sunshine tomorrow with widely separated thunderstorms and a high of 92. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. You're listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Call 727-384-6411 for an appointment. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Got Ken by my side. By the way, we're at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. We are a full-service medical clinic, cardiology, general medicine, COVID. We do rapid COVID testing. We do the uh, PCR rapid testing. That that can be done in a half an hour. Although, you know, they're killing the business here, Ken. They're they're not requiring it anymore to get back into Canada. <laughs> so, you still have to get one to get on a plane, though, don't you, or a, cu- a cruise ship or something like that? I think you just have to have an antigen test, but I don't know. Maybe some of them require the rapid uh the, or the PCR too. The, there are two different tests: the antigen tests for the uh, for the spike protein, and the PCR actually tests for the genetic material inside of the virus. So, but we'll see what happens. Uh, if they if they come for the machine, they can take it because I'm not paying twelve grand for that thing if I'm not going to use it. Well, I hear that um, we may be in for another spike. We can only hope. A <laughs> <laughs> little slow, baby. <laughs> All right, I'll come get my booster then when I'm ready for my second booster. Yeah. So we're going to stop the woke act or no? I'm all for it. I don't know about you. Um, I don't see any reason to stop it, no. If they want to teach something in the schools, how about another half hour of math and science? Yeah, you know, I'm, what's a fifth grader need to know about uh, the way that you change the gender of somebody? Which, mm-hmm. of course, they do you just change the, the the siding that's all but even you in know, high school there's no reason to get into that i don't think i'll tell you the truth that's just but that's just me so one of my friends when when my son and her son were small she wanted to tell them about sex and teach them i said 
They don't need any encouragement. Because <laughs> I listen to them, you know, riding in the car. I took them on vacations, and, you know, they're third, fourth, fifth graders, and they're talking about their teacher's legs and all that stuff. Wow. They, don't, they do not need any encouragement. <laughs> they do not need any. Meanwhile, Putin says he's going to get back at the West because he's going to charge rubles for his gas and oil. I didn't know anybody was buying their stuff anymore. I thought that was pretty much uh, over with. But I guess he's selling it to China, and I don't know if India is buying or not. Have you heard? I think <laughs> India is still buying. Yes, they're still they're still buying some things, and they made a little uh, they made a little nod to them and said, "Yeah, you will. You can pay a few hundred million in in rubles. We'll take them." Uh, you know, the India's economy is ten times the size of Russia's, so they don't care. They're like, "Yeah, let it." Let it come in. It's a drop in the bucket. I think China might be buying some, too, just a little bit. I don't know if they have the infrastructure yet to, to – uh, I mean, they'd have to truck it. I don't think they have. No, they have pipeline. pipelines between the two countries now. Oh, they do? They yeah, they, they opened up a new one not too long ago, maybe a year ago. Well, good for them. Good for them. So, Hey, we have a winner, Doc. Who we got? We have, as the winner of the uh, two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD mugs, is Deborah – Dubles, or is it doubles? Dubles, probably, from St. Pete. So congratulations to uh, Deborah Dubles of St. Pete. You've won your two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD mugs, and they will be out to you shortly. And Deborah, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. We we love the support that we are receiving from the community. It, it's, uh, it kind of warms the cockles of our hearts, doesn't it, Ken? And you can see those with an x-ray. Yes, you can. <laughs> we, see them. we actually see them heat up. Oh, that will be a CAT scan, probably. So did you hear where uh, Vice President Pence, former Vice President Pence, I guess on on one of the Fox shows, he he said that Biden has done more damage to the country than any president in, in recent history. I don't know how recent he means, but I think he and Trump had a little tiff at the end, though, didn't they? They uh, had a little falling out, I think. Yes, sir. But uh, so Pence is, is going on the offensive. I don't think that the Democrats are going to do well at the midterm. I just don't see that. I don't think they can do anything at this point to turn it around. Well, they're going to lose the House. I think that's pretty much for sure. I think they're going to lose the Senate, too. Well, then we'll have two years of nothing. They won't have a a veto-proof majority. Veto-proof, because there's no way they're going to get a two-thirds majority in both houses. Right, so we're going to have two years of nothing. Then Maybe that's best. Can't do any harm if you're not doing anything. Ken, I went to the gas station to fill my truck up. $125. Whoa. $5 a gallon, 25 gallons. It's over $125. I mean, I, I, a year ago it was 75 70 What happened? What happened? I don't know. I, I, I think it's a combination of things. It's just not inflation because it's gone way over inflation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why won't they let... Let us drill. Why won't they open up the pipelines from Canada? I mean, this makes no sense. Why don't we encourage uh, the infrastructure, the refineries to ramp back up? I mean, we've got tons of people that are un- unemployed that would love to have a nice job, like like working at a at a refinery where you can make thirty bucks an hour. You know, it's a it's a good gig. I I just I don't get it. How long does it take to open up a new well? I don't know. Well, first you have to do your pre. You have to you have to do your exploring to make sure there's oil down there. Well, we've already explored all the federal land. We know exactly where the oil is. That's all been done. 
the geologists have all already mapped all that out. They know where these big pockets are, you know, especially up in Alaska. But uh, but why aren't the oil companies going to get it? Because Joe won't let them drill. They can't drill on federal land. Oh, we're talking about federal land. Okay. I know and, if you're on private land, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. To a certain extent. But, you know, there's uh, in California, you can't. They've got EPA laws in California that prohibit you from doing some of that. And you can ride up and down the coast and see uh, offshore rigs that are just sitting there idle for decades because of their left-wing lunacy. But they don't mind if Nevada uh, <laughs> makes it and uh, runs coal plants and then sells them the electricity. They'll, they're okay with that. Well, we gotta, you gotta, you gotta know how to vote in the coming elections. That's the only, the only solution. Yep, it, you, you've got to, and and it's not just in the United States. I mean, in the Philippines, Duterte, you know, he made a, a big deal with China when he came in in 2015, 2016, and China was going to help him build his infrastructure, and, and they were going to have joint uh, naval operations, naval uh, practices together, and. And they haven't, the Chinese haven't done one thing to build anything in the Philippines. And now Duterte, he's on his way out. And now he's saying, hmm, maybe I made a mistake. Let's, let's go cuddle up with the United States and, and see where that goes. And meanwhile, China's uh, mooching and, and encroaching and taking over uh, land that the islands that the Philippines had claimed in the South China Sea for centuries. So... Buyer's remorse, right? That's right. He, he he literally kicked us out. Yeah, and now he's saying, well, maybe we better get these guys back. <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't go, Doc. Well. Uh, <laughs> I know we need them. Well, there's, yeah, there's bigger, there's bigger issues here. Yeah. Uh, the Spratly Islands, uh, we, we took those in World War II, you know, the Spratlys. We, the Spratlys? I don't think I've heard of the Spratlys. Where are the Spratlys? They're in the South China Sea, and they're they're scattered between uh, the Philippines and uh, the mainland of of, uh, of Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. So, I have, look, I have to look those up. I have, I'm not familiar with them. I, I'm not sure if it was the Navy or if it was MacArthur that came up through the Spratlys. I forget who which which branch of the service. You know, they had a big fight. MacArthur said he would come up from Australia through. Uh, uh, New Guinea and Borneo and all that, and, and lead a land invasion of the Philippines to take it back. And, and of course, Nimitz said, and MacArthur's insane, but as long as he's in Australia and out of my way, I don't care. <laughs> and uh, he, he did his naval thing, and, and of course, we actually won the war with the, with the Navy in the Pacific and the Marines, and the Army came along and, of course, helped out, but the initial spearhead was by the Navy and the Marines. I think Nibbets was probably right on that one. I don't think we really needed to go into the Philippines because if you take out Japan, you take out what they left behind. I mean, I guess it was a, there was a certain element of, of pride for the United States and a show of support for the Filipinos that we went back in and did what we did and, and, and took the islands back from the Japanese and kicked them out and all that. And we also had a lot of prisoners of war who were dying, and we had a responsibility to them. Yeah, there were American civil, uh, civilians in prison there as well, so I guess we probably should have gone back there. And, and Filipinos, too. That's yeah. not the Filipino resistance and the people that were killed 
that were Filipinos. Uh, Monday morning quarterbacking is always easy, though. Well, they didn't ask me back then. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't think I was alive. Never mind. So now we've got ex-UN prosecutor Carla Del Ponte. She's a Swiss attorney who prosecuted uh, uh, the uh, war criminals from Serbia. You know, uh, the, what's his name? Who was that guy? I don't recall, but for the um, mass executions they put together over there back then. Yeah, and also in Rwanda. So she was the person uh, that uh, carried on the uh, Slobodan Milosevic. There you go. That's who it is. She brought him to trial at the world court, and, of course, he was sentenced to something or another, death or life, and I think he died while while he was waiting for his sentence to uh, be completed. And uh, then she also went into Rwanda and prosecuted, you know, the, the Hutus and the who were the other tribes, the two tribes that were fighting. And one killed the other one, killed a million of, their, of the other ones. So at any rate, she says that, uh, that Putin is a war criminal and he'll need to be brought to justice. And she knows because she did this as a career for the UN and for the world court. Carla Del Ponte. And she is Swiss. And there you go, man. She says, Putin is a war criminal. Period. <laughs> you know? And she said she hopes never to see mass graves again like she saw in, in, the, uh, in the Balkans with the, uh, with the civil war there after Yugoslavia broke up. You know, the Serbs went after a whole bunch of people they didn't like. Yeah, it was a cleansing, they called yeah. it. Yeah, the cleansing. And so... It looks like this is what Putin's doing now, and I guess they're, they're, they've got mass graves, and they're just bulldozing the dead bodies of the Ukrainians into the mass graves, and she says this is unacceptable, and I guess she's going to go after him if she can. How? <laughs> How are you going to do that? Well, I, I think that we eventually are going to have to go in and, and put an end to it. You know, that's what happened in, in, in the Balkans. It was going on until finally we just came in and, and bombed the crap out of the Serbs and and uh, started arming the the resistance people and and that pretty much ended it. And I think in Rwanda the same thing happened with some of the surrounding countries. They sent troops in and ended that civil war. And the Tutsis and the Hutus were fighting. And I forget. I think the Tutsis mass murdered about a million Hutus. And so finally. The governments around there decided that we can't have this, and they went in and stopped it. So eventually, we have to go in and stop the Russians. I mean, we just have to do it. Go into Ukraine or go into Russia? Well, I don't care where we go, just as long as we surround them up and stop them. I mean, if you go into Russia, then you got a world war for sure. But I think if you go into Ukraine, they're going to yell and scream, and the Chinese are going to rattle swords and all that. But I'm not quite sure what anybody could do about it if we went into the Ukraine. The not Russians, much. I mean, the well, oh, they, they can't. The Russians can't take us on uh, mano on mano. They can, they're, they're no match for us. Not all of NATO, no, obviously. No, well, not even for just the United States, they couldn't take us. I mean, come on, their their economies it's yeah. it's one one hundredth of ours. Their military is in shambles. They they their supply lines, and they can't even supply their own people, and they're they're just a mile across the border from Russia. Yeah, that's pretty sad. <laughs> it is, it's we were afraid of a paper tiger, it looks like. Well, I don't think they're a paper tiger. I think they're a real tiger. I just don't think they have any claws or teeth. 
Well, sure. you can't fight without that if you're a tiger. Well, yeah, but I mean, you can try. You can swing and pounce and and do all that. But uh, I think they have plenty of munition. They just don't know how to use it. Yeah, they've got the they they've got the the goods. They just don't know how to use it. Well, but you got to remember, their 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 equipment is not uh, at the same level as ours. So if you put a T seventy two tank up against an Abrams, there's just not much match up there. Are tanks about to be uh, go the way of the uh, battleship? Are they just too vulnerable now on the battlefield? I don't know. I mean, with all these Stinger missiles and everything they got out there now. Well, they've got these stealthy tanks now that uh, are real low profile, and uh, you, know, you actually are kind of half laying down in them as you drive them and fire. And uh, you know, they're real low profile, and they look like one of those F one eleven and B uh, two. Uh, you know, the the kind of the squared off uh, radar deflecting, and then they coat them with the uh, with the ferrite and other trace minerals. Uh, that uh, the ferrite is a, a concoction of iron that's embedded in, in like a plastic polymer. And so it, it's randomly distributed throughout it, and they can use other metals that are radar-absorbing, and then they don't reflect back the, the radar signal. They absorb it, and so then it just looks like a bird. Looks like a r- rabbit hop, hopping to it, you know. I didn't know, we, I didn't know we had stealth tanks. I know we had stealth planes and helicopters and ships, but I didn't know about the tanks yet. Yeah, we're working on those. I don't know if they're if they've been publicly released yet, but uh, they're certainly in the works. I mean, we've got a lot of toys in the works. I saw a really neat thing, uh, uh, Lockheed Martin uh, toy they're playing with. It, it's dropped from uh, a C, big C-131 or whatever you call those big cargo planes. And there are these little platforms, and they come down on a parachute, and uh, they drop uh, shells down, too, that are then laid on the ground. And these things are camouflaged and they pop up and they they kind of like a, a, a you know a, what do you call it the robotic things that were that were big in the movies the uh, can't remember they they can change into a car or a robot or oh they, they kind of morph yeah they morph into this little anti-tank platform that is then hidden and you can't see it and it's got these shells and it's got a little arm that goes around and picks up a sh- an anti-tank shell and fires it. It's got a guidance system on it, and then it rotates around. So it's like it's like a, a, a windmill, and it picks up a shell and fires, and picks up a shell and fires. And I mean, you can take out a whole battalion of tanks with these things, and they're unmanned. They are unmanned. That's why I wonder if the tank is going the way of the battleship. Well, yeah. well, it depends. You know, it depends on what kind of anti uh, measures you have. Anti Missile measures you have, an anti-shell measure. Which is why we're trying to develop a stealth tank, obviously. Well, remember, our tanks have that... Uh, that uh, Reactive absor- armor on it, I know. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's, it's like a clay. It's like clay, and when the shell hits it, it absorbs the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the blast and it disperses it throughout the clay on, that hangs off of the tank. So it's pretty cool, pretty cool. So you got to hit the you got to get in the right spot to take out one of our Abrams. They're they're uh, they're not easy to take out. It's kind of like the Tigers were in World War II. You had to get behind them, and then you could shoot them up the arse and get them that way. But frontal, they had too much armor, and our shells just bounced off because we had smaller, lighter tanks, Sherman tanks. Our tanks were built for uh, uh, for a different kind of warfare than the, than the big German tanks. And of course, the T-34s that the Russians had, those were for uh, 
open uh, open field, you know, flatland uh, assaults. They were smaller, faster, and even though they weren't as heavy a gun, they could get behind the uh, the Shermans and the or not the Shermans, the Tigers and the Panzers, and they could shoot them from behind and get them in the in the rear, and that's how they took them out. And that was the big battle of Cursa, which was the largest tank battle in history. Are those going by the wayside? I don't know. I guess. I mean, when was the last big one? The last biggest one was what? Uh, the first yeah. Iraqi war. Yeah, in 2002, 2003. Uh, so yeah. you may be right. <clears throat> but there will be new armaments coming along. And the military is always reluctant to, to go with anything new. You know, they didn't even want to use uh, 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 repeating rifles <laughs> in the Civil War. Well, the, the Army, quite frankly, couldn't figure out it were used for GPS. They didn't want to develop it. They didn't want to develop it. We don't, we don't need this. <laughs> okay. Our men, our men are strong. Yeah, right. <clears throat> we'll give them all maps. See how they do in the middle of a desert with a map. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. You know it. So we, we have to think about these things. And as egregious as it is to think about war and how painful it is, if you don't, if you're not prepared, then you're going to lose what you got. It's just that simple. It's like medicine. You got to keep doing the research. You got to keep coming up with new, uh, new treatments, new cures, new preventions. And if we didn't have this uh, ability, then how would we have fought off this virus? I mean, a lot more people would have died. You know, a lot more people would have died if we hadn't had the ability to come up with the vaccines as rapidly and as efficiently as we did, especially the RNA vaccines, uh, Pfizer and Moderna's. Got those at the office if you want a fourth shot. We're recommending that now for people over 65 or anybody with chronic diseases like you can <laughs> yeah i'm starting to fall apart here doc <laughs> you are man i'm worried about you well you don't, don't want, want you don't want to hear that from your doctor <laughs> if joe comes on in your place full time i'm gonna to have to give up the show <laughs> oh no come on joe's a great co-host i'll be his producer i'll be his engineer <laughs> <laughs> well then you better keep me alive doc I'm, I'm got to keep you alive, Ken. You're my man. I'm going to keep you alive. So we're at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We've got the vaccine. We've got the rapid COVID test. We've got the rapid PCR test. We've got telemedicine. We've got cardiology. We're going to do an ultrasound on your heart soon, Ken. I think, aren't we? Aren't you scheduled to yeah, come in? Yeah, a couple of weeks I'm going to come in and uh, do some sonic thing, whatever it is. Yeah, and you said that you had some problems in the past, didn't you? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I uh, developed a um, the AFib that you hear about on TV all the time. And uh, during uh, that examination, that whole process, they did one of those sonic grams on me, and they said, wow, you've got an enlarged heart. Ouch. They didn't tell me what to do about it, but I knew the answer was going to be stop smoking. Yep. So you smoking, and did you? <laughs> well, not quite, Doc. <laughs> I have cut down a lot since then, though. This, this is a no-smoking show, so if you're smoking and you watch the show, we're going to cut your feet off. So, <laughs> <laughs> I did cut down. I've cut down by about a, by about 50% or so. But you can, can Dr. Bill actually cut our radio off? Yes, he can. No, no, no. He's cut it off. He can cut your Facebook feed. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to do some more walking, which is something I really don't do much of right now. So cut my well, salt down. I'll get my blood pressure down. Everything will be fine. And remember, uh, the Russians are very happy that we've taken away McDonald's and Burger King and uh, Coca-Cola and Kentucky Fried Chicken because it's making them healthier. They're much healthier now that we got all the junk food out. And in return, they're going to make us healthier. They're cutting off our gasoline, so we'll have to walk more. 
and so then then we'll all be healthier. And so we're good friends with the Russians now. So, <laughs> so we're at seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. Thank everybody for listening and watching today, Ken. I love you, buddy. Love you, Doc. And everybody out there, behave and no smoking. I'm Dr. <laughs> Radio MD, and I'm going to get out of here. You've been listening to an encore presentation of Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Call 727-384-6411. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.